While Ernesto Fajardo is still in university, he is the second-ranked men's player in Canada. During the podcast, he talks about the state of pickleball in Canada, plus his academic and pickleball goals. So, let's get to the intro to hear from Ernesto. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Ernesto Fajardo. Thank you, Lynn, for having me. I apologize there. I know I butchered your last last name, but anyways, I'm really it's okay. I'm really glad to have you on the podcast today. Apparently I forgot all those years of Spanish that I had many, many years ago when I grew up <laughs> in Southern California. So I do apologize. But I do know one thing we have in com- common and that's Canada. But we'll get to that after you tell me a little bit about how you first heard about pickleball when you started. Yeah, so I first heard about pickleball. It was in, I think, 2016. And my friend and I, we were tennis fanatics. So we used to play tennis every single day. And I remember it was the summer season. So here in Montreal, it's beautiful, you know, and the public parks are always open for for open play. So, yeah, we were playing all the time. And I remember one day it was raining. We didn't know what to do. And we, we like read the newspaper and there was like an invitational to try out pickleball. And uh, yeah, we decided to go try it out. It was indoors. So it was perfect because it was raining outside. And yeah, we tried it out. I really liked it. He didn't. So my friend stopped playing. But I kept playing after that. And yeah, I slowly started getting addicted to it. So it sounds like then it probably took you a little while to transition from tennis to pickleball. It did. It did. Yeah. I used to play tennis many times a week, playing leagues and tournaments here in Quebec provincially. So yeah, I mean, tennis kept being my priority, but I still maybe I was playing pickleball maybe like once a week or once a month, you know, for, for fun, something different. And I would imagine now you've made the switch full-time to pickleball, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. There was like a point where I was like, oh, I'm not playing tennis anymore. I just like pickleball too much. I want to focus on this. And how long ago was that? That was probably after my first international tournament. And uh, yeah, just seeing the level of play and playing against, uh, I had the chance to play against Rob Cassidy, a pickleball pro, and, and just seeing the level and experiencing it live in person. I just really liked it and I wanted to improve and get better at pickleball. Now, I know a lot of people do make the transition from tennis to pickleball, but a lot of them have been, you know, pretty high level college players. Are you playing or did you play at university or in high school or give me a little idea of your tennis background? Well, I was playing, I started playing tennis pretty late. So I was 11 or 12, but I started, I mean, I loved it so much that I was playing tennis every single day and I started playing tournaments pretty fast. So I was playing tournaments and leagues and yeah, I mean, I was playing I was ranked provincially, so I was playing all the all those Quebec tennis tournaments. But I was never at the top, you know, I was never like a, a top, top tennis player, but I was always, I was a good player. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, one thing that we have in common is, is Canada. Actually, all of my immediate family was born in Canada, and uh, most of my relatives still live there. And actually, recently, I got my Canadian citizenship, but I have not nice. been up there to play pickleball. So tell me kind of about the state of 
of pickleball in, in Montreal and kind of in, in Canada in, in general? I mean, is it as crazy as it is here in the States? It's getting crazier. I mean, here it started, I know it started a lot later than it did in the States, but it's been getting so much pop, so popular and so quickly. It's, it's impressive. I remember when I started in, in 2016, there weren't a lot of tournaments. I remember there were, well, there were, there were some little tournaments and there were maybe like, let's say 40 people that would show up. There, the level of fleet only went until, let's say, 4.0. And uh, since then, is it just exploded. And I think there's uh, thousands of players here in Quebec right now. It's, it's really amazing. So are you able to find the level of competition that you, you need? I mean, you're now playing at the professional level on many of the tournaments here in the yeah. States. So how, how do you find the competition? I mean, it's been hard. It's been hard. There's a lot of players here. The level of play isn't quite as high. So I, I can't really, let's say, get some really high level of play. But I, we do have some four or five players and four players here. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's like I said before, it's been growing so much that there, there are a lot, a lot of players. There aren't just, there aren't, many, there aren't any five O's here. And so how did you, how were you able to get to the level that you are at now? Because I mean, it, it is pretty tough when you don't have that regular competition. Well, I mean, I started playing tournaments. And after I played that first tournament and that first international tournament in Plattsburgh in 2017, I just started, I, I started getting more tournament exposure. And the more tournaments you play, the more you kind of get used to the level, you know, of, of, of the tournaments. And you kind of see how how the pros play and how you can improve your game. So I slowly started working and drilling my way towards becoming a better pickle. So that, that sounds like a key. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you drill kind of the things that you do to, you know, be at that very high level. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I started, I remember since I was a tennis player and uh, pickle was so new here, it was all about the fast game. You know, a lot of bangers. Everybody used to just rip the ball. So for me, it would be like, oh, it, this is fun. You know, I would just hit the ball hard. And yeah, it was kind of like mini tennis at first, you know. And there's this woman in Quebec whose name is uh, Françoise Abel. She actually made me understand, you know, that there's a, there's a soft game. You know, it's not only driving the ball all the time and hitting it hard. You also have to drop in the kitchen. She taught me what a dink was, you know, and yeah. So I just started practicing, you know, just, I started drilling with one of my friends and just started practicing hitting itself. You know, it, it was, it was hard at first because I was so used to, I mean, the tennis, the tennis in me, you know, and hitting it hard, but I started getting used to just hitting it soft and soft and soft and, uh, Playing tournament definitely helped because I was able to work work on that at tournaments too. When I used to, when I was playing rec play or whenever I was playing in tournaments, I would focus on that, you know. So yeah. Now you had said that you played your first international tournament in 2017. Yeah. How how was it for you with the COVID nineteen pandemic? You know, being able to get across the border, go back and forth. I mean, when when the pandemic first hit in March. I was, I was stuck here in Quebec in shutdown, in lockdown, I mean, and I wasn't able to go out. So I just trained a lot and drilled, tried to get better. We couldn't play for a little, we couldn't play for a while since everything was closed. But finally this year I had a chance to play some tournaments 
and in January I I left Canada and I I just got back right now. So yeah, I've been playing tournaments all over the all over the states. And then did you just stay down here in the United States because it was too hard to get back up into Canada? I mean, wasn't the border largely closed down for quite a while? I mean, yes, I did. It it, it was very complicated with all the travel regu- regulations and uh, all my university classes were online. So, I, and also my work was. I mean, my 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 tennis club where I teach pickleball was shut down. So I didn't have any responsibilities here. So that's why I was able to do that. Now, are, are things starting to open up up there? I mean, is your tennis club open? Is your university open that you're going to? The tennis club just opened a few weeks ago. And now we're, well, it's been open for a while, but only singles was allowed. And now doubles is allowed. So everything is going slowly back to normal. But universities here are still closed. They're thinking of they're thinking about reopening reopening them in for the fall for the fall semester. Now, how far? Which university did you go to, and how long, or what year are you, and what are you studying? Yeah, so I'm going to uh, Concordia University. I'm in my I'm going into my fourth year next year, and I'm doing mechanical engineering. Oh, that's a that's a great profession. I both my mm-hmm. brother and dad and nephew are engineers, although none of them are are mechanical. So are you, you know, my uh, nephew is a civil engineer, and then my dad and brother are both electrical engineers. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, thinking about, you know, next year will be your fourth year, you should be finishing up university soon. Mm -hmm. What are your what are your career goals? Are you leaning towards doing something in pickleball or do you think you'll be going into engineering? I'm not sure yet. Honestly, I'm thinking about doing a master's in something related with health after I finish my engineering degree. So maybe something with something that has to do with physiotherapy or something like that. And yeah, so I mean, I don't know for pickleball yet. I don't know for pickleball. I still I still consider university my first priority. So, yeah, I don't know yet. Now, I know you're not sure about pickleball in terms of a career path, but I, I bet you do have some some goals that you're setting, at least probably for this next year or so. What, do you, what are you trying to accomplish with your game? I want to become better, of course. <laughs> the, uh, that's the most common answer. I want to get better. I also want to become a, I want to try to become a top 10 player in the, top 10 player in the world. And uh try to become the number one Canadian pickleball player. Yeah, that's right. I think you've got somebody who's pretty well known who's the number one. Can you remind me who that is? Yeah, Steve Deacon. He's from uh, BC. He's a great player. Yeah, he's kind of on the opposite end of the country from you. I bet you don't get too much of a chance to play unless you are playing in a tournament, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we never see each other. We only see each other at tournaments we're playing in. So, yeah, we're actually playing together at Canadian Nationals this year, so... So that that will be a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. When when are, are the Canadian Nationals? They'll be in August, early August, and they just announced that it's on. So they're gonna play it. So yeah, I'm excited about that. In what province will that be held? It's in Alberta. It'll oh. be in Red Deer. Is it gonna be in Calgary or Edmonton? And Red Deer, Red Deer. Oh, Red Deer. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. wow. It's gonna be uh, quite far up there. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It looks like they have a pretty nice club there and nice courts. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Now, one of the things you mentioned was that 
you would like to become a, a top 10 player on the pro tour. So how long ago, how, you know, kind of what's your path to that? What do you think you have, have to do and, and to work on? And, you know, do you have kind of a time frame set for when you think it's reasonable to actually achieve that? It's hard to say, honestly, but I think at this point, becoming a top player, it's all about consistency and finding the right partner to play with. So yeah, I'm just going to focus on drilling when I'm here, drilling, 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 working on some working on some things I need to improve and just also becoming more explosive as a player. So improving my physical shape. Now, do you play singles or just doubles? I play both. So what does it mean to be explosive? Yeah, so I feel like the last few years or maybe the last four years in pickleball, it was so much about the soft game, hitting it soft, hitting it soft, trying to set up points, you know, and yeah, waiting for the right shots to attack. And I feel like now or over the last year, it's become just so much faster. What I mean by that is all these new pros coming in, they're hitting the ball harder with more spin, you know, and the physic, the physically strong, the stronger physically that you are, it will allow you to hit those shots better or return them better. So, I mean, that's why I think that the sport is becoming so much more explosive, especially at the pro. Right. That, that definitely makes sense. I know on the woman's side, I've talked about that a fair amount with Lee and Annalie Waters is, Mm -hmm. you know, their game is just such an attacking game. And, uh, you know, one of the things that you mentioned too, was that, you know, you want to get stronger physically. So for you, is that, you know, getting in the weight room or is it more of a conditioning aspect? It's more about conditioning, I think. So it's more about conditioning, being faster on, on your feet, you know, being able to maybe for me, since I have a long reach, I'm pretty tall, so I have a long reach. I would like to be more comfortable hitting Ernie's. So that would be maybe getting stronger, getting stronger legs, you know, so I can jump faster and do it, do hit all those shots more easily for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, the game's getting really tough and you can see a number of the top pros are now doing pickleball full time. Whereas yeah. before, you know, there was always some teaching in there, or maybe they had a, another career. So yeah, I mean, who, who knows what the future is going to hold for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, since people are dedicating their lives to pickleball, yeah, they're all doing everything they can to get better, you know, so of course, a physical aspect is, is going to be a, become a big part of pickleball. Now you're still doing some teaching you had mentioned that you had been teaching at your club which just reopened but mm-hmm. you also are one of the instructors for gamma yeah 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 so i'm the head pickleball pro here at my tennis club which is club cdl in montreal and right before covid happened i was running a lot of leagues i was teaching a lot of lessons clinics everything i kind of grew pickleball there over the last two years and it was kind of sad that COVID happened because uh, pickleball business was going so well, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to be able to, I'm excited to be back here again and now be able to work and teach. So, yeah. So are, are the people coming, coming back in droves or are people still a little hesitant to um, get into the clubs there? It's going to take a little bit of time, but I think a lot, a lot of people, whenever the club Whenever the clubs here opened, they were super excited and they they started playing right away. There's still some people that are very hesitant, but yeah, 
hopefully COVID won't be any won't be an issue in the next few months or, so, or in the next five months, you know. Right. Let, let's hope that's the case. Yeah. So are when you're doing your gamma camps, is that are you mostly in the States or are you doing some up in Canada too? I haven't done any gamma camps yet. So yeah, we're we're kind of hoping that Canadian regulations ease up so that way we can have some gamma camps here in Canada. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. Well, let me then finish up today by asking you which gamma paddle do you use and why do you like it? Okay, so I love playing with the Gamma Legend. That's my favorite paddle. I really like it because for me, it's a perfect balance between touch and power. And yeah, I mean, the short, the handle is pretty short. So it's perfect for me because I don't, I don't use a two-handed backhand. And yeah, I really love it. I've been playing with it for the last two years and I haven't changed. And I, I'm not thinking of changing too because I really, you're actually one of the many Gamma sponsor players that I've talked to who who use that paddle. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, interestingly enough, I, I think that's one that's a, a great suggestion for, for people to try out because I, I just hear such great things about it. Yeah, it's an amazing paddle. Well, all right. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, Ernesto, where's the best place for them to reach out? Definitely on social media. So... I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Ernesto Pickleball. So it's pretty easy. And uh, I also, they could also write me an email at Ernesto at clubcdl.com. If, if you want lessons and you're in the Montreal area or in the Quebec area, that's my email. So, yeah. All right. Well, perfect. I thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so glad we were able to get together. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. It was great to be here. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.